Good day to you all and uh, welcome to the second Happy Happy Board Games Lovin' uh, with me Luke Morris. Uh, you were just listening to Five Stuff for What Planet Are We On? And I'm already sounding like a pretty awful 80s music radio DJ. I'll try and get out of that. Um, I hope you're all okay. Um, if you're okay, let me hear an amen. Okay, uh I hope you did that, and I hope your boss is just about to call you into his office. Um, the, what we're doing today is uh, look at a few different things. Uh, we've got some of the stuff that I covered in the last one. Of course, all the different segments, but of course, the new games. Because if I just did the same segments and same games, what would be the point in it? To be honest, it get pretty dull pretty quick. There's only so many times you've listened to me. Um, so we go for a review. I haven't decided what of yet, which is good considering I could do it in about an, an hour or 40 minutes or whatever. I will make something up on the spot. Some brilliant game be reviewed. I've I've got a new segment um, where I'm going to talk about a game that I just ain't playing again. I've played it once, and whatever you say, I ain't playing it again. I ain't giving it time. I'm looking for a second chance. I'm afraid I'm just not going to be able to play it again. I'm. Uh, Going to be given another game, um, my second chance. This is a game that I've played quite a few times now, but after the first time, things weren't looking so good. Things weren't rose in the garden, but after sort of a few more plays, man, I love it. It's had a bit of a rocky patch, but I ain't saying no more. It's going to be a secret till we get there. Um, we also have a new slag for this week. Um, the game that I liked on the first go, a few goes, but on every go since then, it's just got more boring, more boring, more boring, more boring. Um, I'm going to be looking at another um, concept that should be made into a game. Um, it was Monkey Island last time, and it, I still haven't seen it. Where is it? I can't see it. I'm not very happy. Um, my stalking of Alan Moon obviously isn't paying off. Uh, so uh, we will uh, hopefully get this new get this new concept into a game much quicker than uh, Monkey Island. I've been very slack about that. Um, also looking at more games as movie stars. Um, I got an email which is very nice um, suggesting a couple of movie stars um, that are games or games that are movie stars whichever way you like to look at it <laughs> some of these uh, some of these actors the way they act you would think they probably are just a board game and a bit cardboardish and a bit wooden um, not mentioning any names when we get there also someone um, left a message asking me what sort of game th- or Sam Hayek was or what the Samahayek of games would be so we'll go into that as well and a couple more um, I'm also going to do a big Manacon preview it's Manacon this weekend a uh, big up Manacon they've been there before the pictures don't fill me with, uh, with joy but I'm there and I'm, and I'm tough and I can handle myself and so I'm going to look at Manacon preview I'm going to give um, give my um, Manacon I haven't been there my Manacon survival um, kit which um, I'm going to fulfil so if you see me looking a bit drunk on a Saturday night you'll you'll figure out why and hopefully you'll have followed it and you'll be just as boozed up as me and uh, rowdy and randy probably um, I'm married, I'm a married man, married man, married man, married man Okay. Um, so that's that really um, I would like to say that 
I just got the results booklet through from Manicon 24, which took place in the summer, and I looked down the list of Puerto Rico, which I um, ended up playing twice, um, mainly because there's nothing else going on at the time. And out of 57 players, I finished 15th overall. So I think a round of applause for me. Again, I hope you're applauding me. Um, if you're in the car, just applaud me with one hand on your knee. Okay, if you're moving. But I do expect you to have a round of applause. I'll give you another chance to do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, 15th, quite enjoyable. Um, that was the only tournament I apparently entered. Um, so that result was a bit rubbish. I'm throwing it. I'm glad people uh, glad people filled it all in. It's very interesting reading, but I was only in one tournament, and I c so it's the rest of it doesn't have that much interest to me. Um, anyway, I guess we should probably get on with the first segment. It got a second chance. Got a second chance. Got a second. Got a second. Got a second chance. Okay then, so uh, here's the game that I gave the second chance to, and that game is Bang uh, by Emiliano Schiara, published by Da Vinci Games. It says, looking at the box, um, the base game's for four to seven players. It says it takes 20 to 40 minutes. Um, I've also got the expansion, Dodge City, which is for three to eight players, and takes the same time. Uh, my wife got them both for me for Christmas last year, and uh, I was very thankful to it. It looked good. It was on my list, and uh, we took it sort of uh, about two days after Christmas to uh, my family's friends. Uh, we, I think, that Christmas, yeah, this last Christmas, uh, we were down with my family as opposed to her family, and uh, we took Bang to sort of a day with my family's friends, and uh, we played it. Um, I had high hopes for it, um, which were completely dashed by an hour and a half worth of game which ended up with me and my wife as the last two left um, dueling backwards and forwards for about another half hour to be fair we made the mistake in that we allowed each other to still drink booze in the game um, to get health back because as everyone knows uh, beer makes you healthy beer brings health back beer brings life back and I stand by that belief uh, the game is a sort of a card game where you play out cards in front of you, um, such as a barrel or horse or whatever to protect you yourself, or play guns, which means you can shoot further around the circle at other people. Um, everyone has a role, like the sheriff or the outlaw, and everyone has different things they've got to do. So the sheriff's got to kill the outlaws, the outlaws got to kill the sheriff, the deputy's got to support the sheriff, and the uh, renegade has to be the last one alive. Um, and uh, you play cards around, you sort of bang each other, which I, I find highly amusing. Um, or you defend the uh, the vicious attacks on yourself. So um, we played it, it went down right with the people. They're kind of uh, more casual gamers, they're big fans of <laughs> Cranium, which, uh, which I can't stand very much. It's probably my least favourite game, as most of the most of the categories are incredibly easy apart from one sort of general knowledge category that's impossible to answer and you've got to guess so I don't like the way it's balanced um, anyway that's not what I'm reviewing in this uh, bang um, so it didn't go down too well but um, it sort of put me off a bit and uh, I had another game Kung Fu Fighting which is another card game which is great and um, 
I'd always use that to fill that sort of time. And we used to get some youth over from our church, some guys to play, um, just to either watch a film or play a game or whatever. And uh, we used to play Kung Fu Fighting, and then I pulled out Bang at one stage, and it really got me into it. Like one night we played three games where we played the the original twice, and then the add-on once, which sort of added a bit to it. I've hardly played the add-on to be honest this year. Um, but it went down really well. It was a great laugh and a lot of fun, and I've been playing Bang a lot since. Um, so from teetering on the brink, um, it's jumped back into sort of a 7 or 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, there's been a couple of times where the game's just lasted too long for what it is, and if you try and teach it like, too late at night to people, or when people just don't have their mind completely on it, it just doesn't work too well. But I find it good even to teach beginners, because you know it's playing cards there and people can get a concept of that. I think it's a good gateway game. Um, anyone that's played anything like Mafia or Werewolf will kind of get the idea of trying to sort of secretly knock people out or support other people. Uh, people that just generally play card games against other people will know about um, playing certain cards or laying cards down. There's nothing scary to it. Um, all the cards can be explained even though the cards are partially in Italian. Um, I've got a friend who's Italian who took great delight in in sort of launching himself into the whole vocabulary of it all. Um, but yeah, bang. Um, Great part of game, bring it out a lot now. Um, it's gone up in my rating, so I gave it a second chance. I'm pleased I did, and it's played an awful lot. That is Bang and the add-on uh, Dodge City. Go out and get it. It's not that expensive. It's all gone, Pete Tong, you slag. So my uh, slag game this week is a game that um, currently tops the BoardGameGeek.com top list of games, it's a game that um, most people rave about, that a lot of people have sort of brought down into a sheer mathematical logarithm that they use every single time, and uh, that game is Puerto Rico, um, famous in board gaming circles, it's the Bill and it's the saviour of everything, hallelujah, praise, praise whatever you're praising at the time. Um, Puerto Rico, wow, we can do without it. Um, it's a game. You do. It's a game that um, you play sort of slave owners in a plantation, um, growing and selling tobacco to rot everyone's lungs. You're also um, growing and selling coffee to um, get everyone hooked on caffeine, and uh, you're also selling sugar to rot everyone's teeth. And uh, you fight over who gets control of ships to ferry your goods off in. You fight to see who gets to be the governor to get more slaves that you don't have to pay and you just uh, use them for free in your plantation. You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't sugar these things. It's the truth, man. And as it says, it's the colonists. It's colonists that we use to work the, our plantation. It's not as slaves. Um, they're rather tasteful, little brown counters. Um... But anyway, enough of that, you know, uh, politically I'm not too bothered. To be honest, it's a game. I shouldn't take things too seriously, um, as I hope you didn't think I was just taking that too seriously. Um, it's alright, I guess. Uh, when I played it the first couple of times, I fell into the, the little um, slot of thinking, Ooh, it's the saviour of all games. I, at the time, I'd just come from um, games that set as a turn. And this seems to be the step up, and it is, you know, and I can see where it's good. It's got good mechanics of uh, choose someone choosing a role 
everyone else fulfills that, but the person that chose it gets a bonus out of it. Um, I guess if you if you play with quick people, it keeps downtime quite low, and uh, when it's not your turn, you know you can be thinking about what you're doing. Um, I must say I prefer it's sort of uh, I don't know what they call it little brother game or little son or little nephew game uh, or who's to say it's a guy it might be a daughter game um, San Juan which um, is more of a card game you still choose your roles and you know everyone that's playing does that role but um, it just seems a bit slicker and I like it a bit more it's a bit more enjoyable um, I don't know I'm not saying Puerto Rico feels tired but the more I play it the less I enjoy it I think um, I said in a discussion a while back on uh, something else that everyone who plays Puerto Rico should be banned from playing it once you hit 10 games uh, because once you play it a few times um, you start to see tactics and that's all pretty cool but then once you get to about 10 times suddenly you're you sort of get into this groove of just doing, doing it do it do it do it and if a beginner comes oh why the tired a beginner making a non-optimum move is probably the game that has the most snobbery involved in board gaming and this comes from a guy that's a big fan of the Macha it comes from a guy who's uh, who's watched guys who play uh, pure Euros who's watched guys play pure war gaming I said Puerto Rico once you've got people that have played it a lot of times a beginner that goes in there will just get eaten alive and uh, will probably upset those that have played it a lot which is sad really and it's not that much fun um, you know, I played it a couple of times with people that I didn't know, and uh, luckily um, it wasn't normally towards me, but one of the guys was uh, telling one of the other guys, oh, I guess you'll be doing that role next, I guess you'll be doing that. You know, and this guy's trying to play a game. He's just trying to get on with it and enjoy himself, and he's sort of being told what the optimum move is, so that the other guy can plan his move as well. In fact, he tried it on me once, and uh, I inwardly, I sort of smiled at him, nicely as I always do, and uh, then I did something completely different. Screwed him up, um, Sort of didn't get me as good a thing as you know an optimum position, but um, it sort of gave me the gave me a lead in it, and I won it. So yeah, <laughs> got it. Um, so sometimes I find Puerto Rico as uh, dull and unexciting as uh, collecting toenails at an athlete's foot convention. It can be that dry and that uninvolving, and that much of just uh, I don't know, just a mathematical. Um, experiment really just work things out um, there's sort of a kind of screwing people about thing in that if you play this certain role and get to ship off your dirty fags um, the other people can't <laughs> I've won an extra couple of gold over them it just I d it just doesn't grab me the more my player become jaded I'm cynical enough as it is about things in life and to get cynical about board games is bad and uh you know, Puerto Rico, I'm cynical about, and the more I play it, the less desire I've got to play it. There's enough games out there that I enjoy, and yet, if I'm at a convention or something, and uh, I'm sitting there like a little Johnny Loner, like I often am, because I go to these things on my own quite often, and try and grab people on there, um, and that's the only thing going, I'll play it, but, you know, I'll play it with a raised eyebrow, and I'll try and play it with a light heart to stop the heavy cynicism stabbing through my eye like a fork a kitchen fork um, I still rate it about 6 or 7 having said that so it's not like I hate it um, so there's my hypocrisy showing through I like a good rant about it but I still rate it alright um, but you know the more I play it the less I want to and 
so I don't know if anyone else feels the same way if you do uh, message me hamsterfury at hotmail.com h-a-m-s-t-e-r-o-f-f-u-r-y um, at hotmail and you know if you feel the same let me know if you think I'm completely wrong rant at me rant away boy girl rant at me and uh, I will read it out on the show and show how ridiculous I am and how right you are because you know I hate raw and uh, 4,900 people that rate it can't be wrong it must be me so you know I'm probably wrong about a lot of these things but you know I love 80s music so there we go Puerto Rico is a bit of a slag well, I couldn't be bothered to do a proper intro for this slot as it's pretty much a one-off, to be honest. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed uh, you enjoyed my mum singing. It's very nice, isn't it? She sings in the gospel choir at church. Um, she doesn't really, and that probably wasn't her. Anyway, um. This section is my Manicon preview. Woo! Manicon is a convention which um, is taking place in Birmingham, where I live. Uh, I like it when conventions are in Birmingham, because it means I can just uh, wander over every day, not pay for hotels. I don't drive, so I can just get the bus in, get the 61, 62, or 63 from my house into town, um, dust about at the convention, and then wander off home again in the evening. Nice cup of tea, nice bit of bed, lovely. Um, I'm so British and I cup of tea. I'm going to have a cup of tea. Um, anyway, tough. I love tea. Coffee, bad invention. I eat coffee shops as well. Anyway, that's um, a subject for a different podcast. Um, so, uh, the another convention I went to earlier this year, um, which was Manicon. Yep, podcast fans, in my um, ranting genius, I have confused all my... Uh, all my conventions, this is Midcon that's coming up and not Manicon. I apologise to um, any past that be of either that are listening. Um, it's Midcon that's coming up, which is taking place in the Thistle Hotel in Birmingham City Centre. Um, I've paid already, I think it's like 18 quid for the weekend on the door. I paid less because I'm a genius and I paid early. Um, anyway, um, it's in Birmingham, which is wonderful. Like Manicon, which was the summer one which I also went down to for a few days I kind of lost the will to go on Monday for some reason so I just went the other days um, anyway uh, Midcon it appears to be a member of the Diplomacy Tournament circuit if the website's got anything to go by uh, a game that I've never played before and don't really have any desire to um, also there seems to be a lot of pictures of things like Age of Steam and that on the website which um, I'm sure not everyone will be playing that because I'd probably rather eat my own testicles right now um, than start getting into big games like that which kind of eat your life away I'm sure it's a lovely game um, kudos to those that do play it and I respect you a lot that you can sit there and play these rail games for um, 18 hours in a day and just not move don't get a drink don't get food I'm impressed I don't know how you do it um, but that's in my experience I'm very impressed indeed um, you know I need the loo every 10 minutes these days it must be my age you know I, I dread to think what I'm going to be like when I'm 80 um, anyway enough of my um, enough of my bladder weaknesses um, I thought as I'm going to MidCon this weekend and hopefully meeting up with some guys that I know before and maybe some new ones of you that may come and say hello to me I'm the really good looking one uh, with an eye patch and a big scar across my nose. 
in case you need to find me out. And a big shock of bright red hair and a, a ginger beard. Um, anyway, um, enough of me rambling, as I've been told off about this by some of my listeners. Um, it's nice to have you listening, by the way. I thought I would list a few things, uh, do's and don'ts, at conventions that, um, in my great experience of two previous conventions, I think everyone should listen to. So, um, here we go. Number one. Uh, number one is um, that conventions are a great place to pull. Whether you're straight, whether you're gay, whether you're into all kinds of kinky stuff, um, conventions are a great place to find a future Mr. or Mrs. Wright. Go there, dash the after, your aftershave when you're getting ready, all over your cheeks, all over your chin, all down your neck, even under your pits if you want. If you go to a convention and you flash the eye at the ladies, you will pull. And man, what a glorious day it will be. Games, really, everyone knows conventions. Games are only secondary to the truth behind it, which is pairing yourself off with a lovely lass, a lovely lad, and uh, and making sweet marriage in the in the future. Uh, 90% of people that go to conventions get married to others that are at conventions, and uh, I would say probably about 97% of those marriages last um, for at least two and a half weeks. You know, it's good stats, man. I think it's uh, a good thing to do. You know, take your games along in your bag, but don't forget your aftershave. You know, don't forget to spray under your pits. Don't forget to comb your hair and uh, wear a little rose in your buttonhole and uh, go on the pool. Everyone, everyone's up for it. You know, it's like an orgy. It's a, it's like a gaming orgy. Um, so yeah, that's a good thing to do. Pull. Number two. Number two. Um, gaming conventions often have a bar. Um, whether whether you're a lager drinker or a real ale drinker, as I found out a lot of gamers seem to be, um, or you like your spirits or your wine or anything even stronger. Um, booze makes you appear sexier and smarter to everyone, um, different sex, the same sex, whatever, but booze makes you appear sexier and smarter and the conventions are geared towards you getting drunk. I would suggest that um, I play my best games when I'm completely plastered. I can't even see what piece I'm moving, but something happens inside of me, click, and I'm suddenly a genius. It's like Paul, a few pints of beer and I'm a pool god. And it's the same with board games. I think it's the same with most people. A lot of people are ashamed to admit it because they would like to say that it's purely their mental agility. But it's nice, the booze. Um, if you see someone playing it well, it's booze. They've been boozing. Um, alcohol was invented in uh, 1732 by the Romanians in order to increase brain capacity, and it works. You know, um, Rainer Knizia is off his head the whole time. You know, that's why he's a genius. You know, um, this, this is great stuff. I don't know why people haven't understood it. I'd say that real ale is kind of not quite so high on brain-giving power. I'd say a good, cheap lager, something like you could get from a student bar, you know, a Carling or a Foster's or something. Something that makes your teeth tingle as you chuck it down your neck. So sort of something that looks the colour of sort of um, urine, a urine sample, that kind of a whitish yellow colour. I'd say if you can smuggle a couple of cans of white lightning in, a bit of cider, um, all the better. Um, people will see you swigging it 
um, from the bottle and a brown paper bag at the table and they will fear you for your game's prowess um, you'll probably not get too many people wanting to play you because they'll be afraid of your skills which is the reason why they wouldn't play you but remember you know convention is a great place to pull as well so um, don't start dribbling you know drink but drink the style maybe a stick a cocktail stick with a um, with a cherry in, in your can or a umbrella in the top of your bottle of cider or something you know make it look a bit classy combine the two together I quite like that idea so yeah booze makes your PS sexier and smarter so drink a lot number three number three um, if you're playing the game with someone and they've obviously had more to drink than you because they're winning um, a respectful thing to do just a few turns from the end is to admit defeat stand up bow to them and leave the table they will respect you for it they'll love you for it the fact that you have acknowledged that they're too good for you and they've beaten you off the table it's like throwing the game it's true sportsmanship um, it's, it's something that everyone loves um, here's an example for example say you've been playing oh I don't know Age of Steam I've never played it so I don't know how long it lasts but it seems to take 24 hours um, say you've been playing it for um, 19 and a half hours and uh, with a few other people you appear to be mm, you know you won't win there's some guy there that's put a lot into it he's really been focused on it the whole time hasn't got up to the loo he's been chucking back beers for the last 16 hours he's been eyeing up the ladies at the bar um, but he hasn't gone to the loo he hasn't eaten he hasn't slept he hasn't said a word he's focused um, he's obviously going to win so a few f turns from the end um, you know he's gearing up ready the respectful thing to do is to stand up say congratulations I'm leaving it's it's the right thing to do and he will love you for it um, he may not ask you back again that's because um, he knows that he's vanquished you and in his heart he'll be pleased with it he'll know that his victory has been complete and if everyone else does at the table as well all the more power just leave him there dwelling in the afterglow of an unfinished game that people have thrown because he is so mighty happy days for him happy days indeed Number four. Number four. Um, I've already said drink a lot. Now, I always say to you, the best thing to do at a convention is to not eat and not sleep. Both of these things dull your your cutting edge, your fighting spirit. You know, if you're happily fed and you've slept a lot, you know, everything's everything's coming up roses. Everything's relaxed. Everything's easy. You don't need to win. Winning. It's just a, it's another thing. But winning is everything at conventions. You should play to win. Ignore what other people are feeling. You're there purely to win games at whatever cost. If it's telling other people the right move in Puerto Rico so that you win, you're doing it to win. And I salute you, sirs. Um, so, eating, no, it's, it fills you up. Scientifically proven that eating um, affects negatively game playing many scientists are saying it now it's a big thing in science at the moment um, especially sort of foods that are kind of good for you sort of salads or or sandwiches with really healthy fillings they sort of they clog up the brain cells um, the sandwich it goes into your stomach and the blood um, spreads it around up into your brain and it blocks receptors in your nerves as well it, it means you can't move your hands properly you'll make mistakes picking up the wrong pawn or putting things down in the wrong place or counting out the wrong amount of money so food is actually quite dangerous to eat while you're, um, while you're playing games 
If you are going to eat, though, I would um, suggest making sure you eat very greasy food and have it at the table with you. Uh, use your hands to eat, even if it's even if it's got sauce or soup. Um, just sort of lap it up off your fingers um, before moving your pieces. Um, it gives you a better grip on the pieces, especially if it's someone else's game. Um, they will understand completely um, because they know you're eating and they know that they will gain victory from it, so they're quite happy, especially if you leave early. Um, and you're drinking an iron up girls at the bar um, or guys um, going, going to bed also numbs you out a bit because you can't, you know when you wake up and you wake up a bit bleary I don't know if it's just me I'm a nighttime person I think I'm an evening person I'm not a morning person never have been never will be I wake up I'm not, I can't do anything in the morning someone asks me on the phone I, I can't remember anything it's ridiculous um, sleep dulls me if I you know if I was still as I was at one o'clock that morning, awake and alert, maybe a little bit tired, but you know, I think that adds to the mystique of me. Um, I'd be better playing games then than in the morning, it's obvious. So you want to maintain that sort of evening, that sort of, especially if you're going to a run of winning games, you know, I wouldn't even go home. If, like me, I'm at Midcon, I was thinking about going home, I probably won't, I'll just go to sleep on the park bench outside. In fact, I won't even go to sleep, I'll just sit on the park bench, swig insider. And um, leering at girls, and that gets me focused for the next day. Cause that's what conventions are all about. And uh, so, yeah, don't don't um, eat anything for goodness' sake, and don't sleep. Sleep's been proven to cause all kinds of mental problems. So, dreams, man, dreams can be scary. You can get a lot of nightmares in that. That might really put you off your games playing for the next day. You don't want to be thinking about your dream or nightmare while you're while you're deep in a game of Ammon Ray or something. You know, so don't sleep. Whatever you're doing, don't eat. That is my number four, definitely. Maybe the most important of all. Number five. Number five. Uh, toilet breaks are for wimps. Now, unfortunately, when I go to um, my board gaming club on a Wednesday, um, because I'm drinking a fine pint of Boddington's, although other other beers are available, um, I unfortunately do tend to need to go to the loo at least once and it's bad form on my part bad form indeed um, others have to wait for me while I'm gone um, and while I'm in there I can pump myself full of um, attention expanding drugs and um, splat some more aftershave on my cheeks make myself more more erotic looking to others um, it gives me a it gives me an unfair advantage on things um, so I would say never go to the loo the whole day just don't. You're drinking booze, you know, you might need to feel you need to, but don't. Um, bring a empty Coke bottle or something. I Bring one of those cardboard pans from hospital. Plug yourself into somewhere. I don't know. Just don't leave the table. You're there to win. You're there to pull. You're there to drink. You're not there to go to the loo. It takes up valuable time. Uh, people, are, people understand, you know, people understand that you don't want to go to the loo, so don't. And they'll be happy you didn't because they'll feel that you're you're getting an unfair advantage. Number six. Six. I think it's number six. I've kind of lost track. Um, this one is very interesting. In a lot of um, conventions, they have sort of have a second-hand stalls. Um, my my saying for this one is, don't go diving in like a woman at a next sale. Just chill out. Look cool. These second-hand stores are tests. It's not. a to see who can pick up, um, who can pick up this old out of print game for three pound ninety nine or whatever. 
It's who can look cool while shopping. Yeah, at Manicon I went in. I thought I, I thought I had stumbled into sort of some kind of Miss Selfridge after I sale. Those are middle-aged women diving in everywhere. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. Elbows to the face. And some woman took Java when I tried to get it. Shame on them. I'm still smarting over that one. But anyway, you know, we're men, a lot of us. You know, some of us aren't. But, you know, we're men. We're not there to bundle each other up for bargains. You know, we should be hunter-gathering. We should be knocking albatrosses' heads on rocks and things. You know, we shouldn't be scrabbling over bargains. So, do what I do. Just wander in, have a look around, smile at people as they shove past you in order to get something for two quid off what they could get in the shops. And just appear, I don't know, just appear above it all. If everyone did that, and everyone was nice and polite, and sort of didn't barge past people, said sorry when they did it, didn't elbow people in the mouth to grab games off them, didn't try and take games that other people had already kind of put aside in some magical way. You know, ownership is who's got their hands on it, really. If you just put a pile somewhere, you've got to expect people to think that um, these games are still going, so don't take offence. You know, I'd say if we're all polite and nice, it'd be a wonderful place to be, these second-hand sales. But man, gamers, eh? We're a bunch of crazed psychos when we think we can get a special offer. We don't need the game. You know, how many games you got in your collection you haven't played already? How many games you got that you really love and you just ain't got time to play it because you're trying to get the latest thing? Just be happy with what you got. It's like being in the shower as a kid at school. Just be happy with what you got and everything will be fine in the end. So that's at number six. Don't go mental at the second hand stalls. Just be cool, man. Be cool. Number seven? Um. Number seven, I think it's time to hit back at the elitists. You know, I spent more gaming hours, this is quite a serious one actually, I spent more gaming hours in my teenage years playing Monopoly than any other game. Right, now, looking back at it, I wouldn't enjoy it if I played it now as much as I did then. Um, even then I always wanted to get more sort of uh, tactics and strategy out of it, but I didn't know any better. You know, no big deal. I hate people that start berating people for talking about Monopoly. It's a game that gets a lot of people into gaming. I know it makes a lot of money um, from people that don't know any better, but, you know, go out and educate me in a nice manner then. If you think the games will be played better than that, then do it. Now, what I'm going to suggest is that people start, and I think I'm going to do this, actually, at MidCon, and I hope people will stand by me and join me for it. Um, take Monopoly, take Cluedo, take Risk, take whatever, and get it played. Get it on the table and get it played. If people look at you like you're something that's crawled out from under a rock, then tough on them. If you're going to enjoy it, you're going to enjoy it. Bed up with people ranting on about how some games are superior to others. If people like that game, that's all it needs in life. I couldn't care less what you think about what I'm playing. If I want to play Monopoly and I'm enjoying it, I will play it. I think at Midcom, I think I've got a copy of Clue though somewhere, I might not have, in which case please someone help me out with that. But I'm up for dressing up in a character, going down to Midcom, maybe, I probably won't be Miss Peacock, I think perhaps Reverend Green or something would be a bit more tasteful, um, although Miss Scarlet, I could see myself as her any day. Um, anyway, I think if we can get a few of us dressed up, Someone take Cluedo and say Friday night or Saturday evening or whatever. We'll play a game of Cluedo. A few beers. Great fun, eh? Ah, in character as well. Sort of, say, um, accuse, I accuse you of 
doing the murder and stuff like that. Great, great fun. I couldn't think of anything better. Um, if anyone's going to MidCon and is interested in doing that with me, in fact, I'll put aside a couple of hours of my time on Friday or Saturday to play an in-character game of Cluedo with someone. Email me, hamsterfury at hotmail.com or message me on my board game geek username, which is Hamster Fury. I'm the one with the Japanese girl avatar that keeps smiling, looking down, smiling, that people think's my wife or that I'm her, but with a man's voice, apparently, which is very interesting. But yeah, let's play some Cluedo. Let's get enough of these people. We are only going to play theirs because they're a monopoly. It's old and it's full of dice and luck. People enjoy it. People enjoy it. Tough. You go and enjoy your games that take 14 hours and I get thoroughly bored at even just looking at. Number eight. Right, number eight. We all know we only play games at conventions, you know. Um, even at my board game club on Wednesday, I don't actually play games. We just sit there uh, reading the newspaper. I don't know why it's still called the board games club. We probably need to change the name fix. It doesn't really fit. But we only play games at conventions. Um, otherwise, we know this hobby's a bit rubbish, really, and we'd rather do other cool stuff. Um, so, what I'd suggest, we just get a bit hyped up at conventions. Oh, games, women, beer, brilliant. It's like some kind of wonderful orgy. Um... So what I suggest is, most conventions have a shop, someone selling games there. Um, I would suggest that say, what, um, Friday night or whatever the first night is, go to them, buy some games, play them massively throughout the weekend, play them as much as you can, really get your money's worth, and then on the last sort of couple of hours before you go, take them back to the shop, say, nope, thank you, don't want them, and try and get a refund, get your money back, spend it on something better like, uh, I don't know, some cheap speed or something. Um, and kids, if you're listening, buy orange juice, man. Orange juice is great. Um, got me where I am today. Orange juice and carrots. Um, anyway, um, yeah, you know, you're not going to play these games otherwise. So uh, you get all hyped up about these new releases or these games you haven't been able to get any otherwise. You'll probably be um, let down by them in the end, as most games seem to be pretty average these days. And they've all been done before, as people say. Um, buy a game at the beginning play them as much as you can sell them back the shopkeeper will be more than happy to do it you know he expects it he loves the idea of uh, lending out a few games from his precious um, collection all shrink wrapped and sealed and he'll be happy to take them back a bit doggy around the corner some sort of some greasy fingers um, from eating soup or chicken um, sort of on some of the tokens maybe a nice little rip in the rules maybe some strawberry jam on the board or a footprint on a, on a, on sort of a nice round token, I think you know he doesn't mind. It's all part of the fun for him. He's there because he loves it. He's not there for the money at all. So or she, um, so buy the game off them. It's like borrowing really. You're just giving them money as deposit. Um, buy the game off them. Play it a lot. Sell it back to them. They'll happily give you a refund. In fact, they might even give you more than what you paid because, if, especially if you say you loved it a lot. Say so take a lot of pride in that. So, yep, that's my suggestion. Buy a game, play it, sell it back to them at the end. Number nine. Number nine. Um, at a lot of these conventions, people are quite happy to lend you their games. You know, they're focused on a 14-hour marathon with some dude from Swansea with questionable body odour. You know, they're quite happy to lend you a game of theirs that they like. Um, so that you and your friends can... Uh, I'm not saying that everyone from Swansea has questionable body odour. Just this one guy who I've just made up on the spot. Um, 
anyway they're happy to lend you their game so um, ask if you can borrow say three at a time um, play them for the evening and then what the owner would really like in my experience is that if you kind of and then maybe tip all the content into one of the boxes maybe jumble it up a bit you know say you're playing I don't know uh, Memoir 44 you've borrowed Memoir 44 of them you've borrowed Puerto Rico off them blah, and uh, you've borrowed uh, Fern and Taxis alright you could chuck everything in the memoir box but you've got to make sure you take out the insert first and put it in one of the other boxes or you could put the um, army figures from me the American army figures from memoir in Fern and Taxis and take the uh, the little post office from Fern and Taxis into memoir you could uh, the bag um, I can't remember what the other game I was talking about now Puerto Rico that's the one you could take the little um, the little brown slaves out of Puerto Rico and put them in memoir and uh, you could put the German army in instead of the slaves not making any political um, announcements there um, I really aren't I'm sorry if that did sound like I wasn't um, then you know brilliant memoir if he wants it he could fight post offices against slaves fantastic otherwise you know everything's jumbled up in a nice way he'll get home he'll open it to play see this all jumbled up Oh, what a great laugh for him. He gets to spend time with his lovely games, which he won't play in anyway, and he gets to put them back exactly the way he wants. It's like a jigsaw a jigsaw puzzle for grown-ups. It's brilliant. Brilliant, I tell you. So do it. He'll love it. He'll be happy, or she um, will be happy that you've done it. They'll get home. They'll have a little chuckle to themselves. Oh, that one. Look at him mixing up my games like that. How thoughtful. Um, so do it. If someone lends you a game or two, make sure you get a couple. Mix them up. Maybe lose a couple of pieces. That'll add excitement. You know, I'll keep them. So at the next convention, they'll come back to you and you go, oh, "Have you been missing this?" And they'll go, "Oh, you wag! I don't play games outside of conventions anyway. How amusing! It's like a big competition for them, and they'll love it. It brings life to games that otherwise wouldn't clap eyes on outside of conventions. So there you go. Jumble up people's pieces." Uh, just before I finish off with number 10 uh, my wife just came back from uh, work um, and she stopped off at an unnamed supermarket um, to get some food and get some wine and uh, she got to the counter and uh, they refused to serve her and asked for ID which um, is all very amusing for those of you who aren't British um, the age of drinking in Britain is 18 um, a lot of supermarkets are saying now that if you look under 21 um, bars as well they'll ask for ID before they serve you so they don't serve underage uh, which is all very well and good but uh, when my wife's 26 it kind of gets a bit annoying for her you know it's nice everyone thinks she's younger than she is which is kind of nice at least I don't think she's younger than 16 uh, otherwise that wouldn't be quite so nice for me um, but um, yeah it's a bit sad anyway moving on to number 10 Number ten. Um, number ten is when you're playing a game with some other guys or girls or a mixture. Why not ask what they're doing and why they're doing every move? You know, why? Why did you do that? What reason are you doing that for? To it's to help you get an understanding of the game, even if you know it very well. Um, you know, it's nice to develop your tactics and develop your knowledge. So ask every time, why did you do that? Why are you doing this? Why are you moving that? Am I missing something? Are you trying to attack me or something? Ask them, you know, they'll be very happy to let you know on their tactics as it goes through. 
um, they're always willing to help someone else get on better um, it's nice to do it you know don't struggle on by yourself ask someone if, if they get very secretive um, they obviously cheating but if they won't tell you why they're um, doing something they are cheating simple as that they can't be trusted stand up toss the game to the floor or something and walk away so that's number 10 ask people why they're doing what they're doing every single move if they don't answer they are dirty cheats so that finishes my uh, top 10 wrap up of um, how to survive a gaming convention if everyone followed those 10 it would be a much happier place to be in um, loads, loads of boozing loads of flirting um, loads of puddles of urine on the floor perhaps it wasn't a good idea perhaps you should just ignore them all I'm going to try and follow them but perhaps those of you that aren't hardy enough should just stick with the usual safe play drink non-alcoholic drinks eat, sleep and uh, don't shower in the morning so uh, there you go that's into that and moving on to the next segment here's the results for the extra short board game review competition alright yep it's the uh, results for my competition from last week which um, was to win <gasps> Not really win a physical prize, but win a prestige prize. I can't afford physical prize. I'm a poor man um, with very little money. Um, my house only has two walls. I, I dream for the day I can buy the third. Um, so instead, the competition is to have yourself forever remembered as a cyclist in my upcoming uh, board game tour which I will be showing at Midcon in fact this weekend um, I'll be pimping it hardcore Saturday um, in my red and white polka dotted um, king of the mountain cycling jersey so hunt me down if you're there and uh, don't hunt me down in a bad way hunt me down in a nice way and come and play um, and by then I will have the winner as a cyclist card that will be in the game it will have their name, it will have a likeness of them, it will have their statistics it will even have their real age which uh, which is good if an old person has won actually I know who's won so um, I'm not going to carry on pretending that I don't um, also as an added bonus the person that wins will receive uh, some kind of strange amalgamation of some of the tour art with sort of a version of that card and my wonderful autograph in a lovely kind of display that um, that shows that they won the competition and they are in the game which is very lovely I'm sure it will come in handy for propping up tables and things like that if your legs are wonky and if the table's legs are wonky too anyway with enough um, rambling I will announce the three answers and tell you which of the oh, the handfuls of entries or the handful of entries um, won so uh, the three clues were number one was it's a bit yakish now um, no one got this right in fact but um, the answer to it was elk fest you see elks are a bit like yaks oh he say um, has some interesting answers like Himalaya um, like some other ones I can't bother to look at in um, my email at the moment but a few different choices but no it was elk fest the wonderful game with the wooden elks that you look, flick little stones to get them across the table little fun dexterity game 
I like it, so should you, and it's quite cheap so it's one of the Cosmos two player games. So it's Elkfest. The uh, number two <laughs> was um, the, an overrated auction game in my opinion. Obviously everyone is pretty much on my wavelength as I don't know if I had a wrong answer for this one. It is Ra um, Ra oh, oh the horrors of that game. Like I said earlier in this uh, podcast, I'm sure I'm the wrong one because thousands of people can't be wrong. It's just I've got bad taste. But for me it's right, so that's number two. And number three was uh, me giggling like a little girl and then saying, please stop. Now, only one person got this right and that got him his two correct, which gets him the win. The answer was, and it's a bit of a play on words, tickle or tickle. You see, it's so clever. Um, so it's tickle. Um which means that, without further ado, I'll do a little bit of a drum beat. Hang on. The winner is... <laughs> Sigh from the Gamescape. Well done, sir. You uh, got the two right. You got Ra and you got Tikal, although you said I was wrong about Ra. Um, but you get the two, so you will um, find yourself forever lovingly adorned as a cyclist in my game of Tour which you said you're interested in getting as well, so that's good news, double bonus. Um, what I will need for a site, as, as attractive as I remember you looking, if you can send me an email um, to the usual address, um, if you've got a picture of yourself, just so I can mem- you know, memorably redraw you into the card, and uh, pass on your age, or what, which age you'd like to be seen as being in the game, and maybe even a copy of your signature, I'm not going to forge any of your sort of your bank details or anything but all the cards for the cyclists have a, a picture of their head their age their nationality and sort of a fake signature although yours could be a real signature or you could do a fake one if you're worried about other people stealing all your money and um, send it to me as soon as possible would be great and uh, if not I might just track you down anyway and get you to send it and you've won so congratulations Sai um, you are in tour brilliant Games as movie stars. So, uh, well, games as movie stars. Um, sometimes when I look at game reviews, uh, it's all very nicely reviewed and that, but sometimes I like to think, hmm, games are very similar to uh, movie stars. So sometimes, uh, I don't know why, but I do. Um, you know, sometimes a 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, whatever, is just a number. I don't mean too much to me. But movie stars, oh, to put them alongside a movie star, a great game can be a great movie star, a tough game can be a tough movie star, a poor game can be a poor movie star, and so on and so on. Um, last week I gave my top ten as uh, games as movie stars, so um, on the back of that I'm pleased to say that I managed to play with Zhang Zhihe a bit more this week, which was which was very, very pleasant. Um, always enjoyable to play. I also managed to um, give Jason Statham a bit of a looking. Um, this is sounding worse and worse by the minute. But um, Which I won as England! Yay! So, uh, World Cup game, victories England, very pleasing. My aim is to, in later um, weeks, do the whole podcast just by mentioning uh, movie stars instead of games. That way, even movie fans can join in and we can have big discussions of games and movies as as if they were one, some kind of magical creation. Anyway, um, excuse me if you hear some clicking on the mouse as I go through this because I haven't written it down on paper, but I'm going to 
uh, read out a couple of suggestions that uh, wonderful listeners have sent to me um, about what um, movie stars certain games remind them of. So first of all, I'm going to start with uh, two from Glenn Oberhauser, Oberhauser, um, which is a great name. Um, sounds like a German military rank. Um, it might be, for all I know. Um, he um, finds himself on Board Game Geek as he says, scrolling through. Uh, I found it earlier. How annoying! Uh, as um, Manhattan Doctor, that's his username. When I first read it, I thought it said Manhattan Doctor. That bit, I think, is Manhattan Doctor, um, who loves my wit, uh, which, is, which is very nice for you to say so, sir. So. Um, I shall read out your two. First off, he's talking about a game called I'm the Boss, and he says that uh, the game reminds him of Hugh Grant, and I shall quote him, um, his reasoning. When I think of Hugh, he's American, I can't do an American accent, I do apologise, um, like a German accent, if you like, because he said, but I think of Hugh, I picture him wearing a suit, playing someone with real power, but someone who never takes his role seriously. And who we cannot take seriously either. I'm the boss is the same. A great game of business negotiation, but is really a silly hut. Um, I've been watching too much Hello recently, so I apologise to any German listeners. Um, his second game is uh, Can't Stop, that classic game of uh, pushing your luck. Um, he says uh, the star that Can't Stop reminds him of is Robert Downey Jr. And his reasoning for this one is a bit shorter. We uh, should need no explanation. Um, <laughs> so I guess uh, that's it. Robert Downey Jr. can't. Um, you can take it. His lawyers can take it out with you. Um, if Robert Downey Jr.'s lawyers want to get in touch with me at hamsterfury@hotmail.com, I shall pass them Glenn Oberhauser's um, email address. Yep. Anyway, um, I also got. Asked by, I'm having to move around again. Um, Scotty Dicky, Scotty Dicky. <laughs> it sounds like some kind of 1960s British stodgy pudding. A Scotty Dicky. Um, his board game geek username, boardgamegeek.com, by the way, the source of all board game wonderfulness. So I'm not affiliated in any way. I just enjoy using it. Um, Scotty Dicky, whose username is OT Scotty. Um, that's very original. I applaud his originality. Um, he uh, he said, Luke, I need, that's my name, Luke, I need your help finding just the right game. Like everyone else, I've played and enjoyed my share of Ewan McGregor's. From time to time, I've also been known to sink my teeth into a Rutger Hauer. But what I'm looking for right now is more along the lines of a Sam Hayek. You know any games that fit into that category? Thanks in advance. Well, after um, a couple of days of deep and careful thought, and a couple of seconds quick browsing through what could fall into that, I think I've got an answer for you, Scott. Scotty. Um, I don't know if you've ever played a game called Six Nymphs, which um, designed by Wolfgang Kramer. Um, has been re-released recently under the name of Category 5, uh, something to do with hurricanes or something. Um, it's, it's a card game um, that you play with quite a few people, and the idea is to get rid of your cards um, into sort of long p- lines of cards without um, running out of space to lay your card and having to pick up an entire line. Um, if you pick up multiples of um, certain numbers um, in that they're worth more negative points to, to you and uh, if you have like numbers with 
if you have a card with two numbers the same on it, like a 33, I think, you sort of get bonuses as well. Um, I've only played it once or twice, so I can't remember exactly. But um, I think it's a bit of a Sama Hayek, and I'll explain why. First of all, um, since it's been renamed Category 5 and it's about Storm, she's quite a tempestuous and stormy uh, Latino loves goddess. Um, so I think that'd fit well. I think um, she's she's played a lot of roles that are quite sort of quirky, which I think Six Nymphs is as a card game. It's uh, it's not necessarily deep, and it appears quite light to begin with. But there is more depth to it, as you realise. But I think there's a definite quirkiness to it. I think it's a good game, and it's um, ranked 205th out of all games ever created on uh, Board Game Geek. So that's pretty good. Um, but it's unlikely to win too many mega mega awards, I like it uh, it's won its fair share of plaudits um, but for me um, for a, a good game a, a good game um, it's got one thing against it and the same for Sam Hayek and for this game it's got stupid pictures of balls on and for her she's got a pair of caterpillars above her eyes um, she's got the biggest brows I've ever seen in a woman um, oh, and that's, what's that film she plays where she plays um, some historical character and uh, they kind of meet in the middle? That's not a very good look. And I think, for me, that's it. Yeah, Six Nymph, great game. Um, kind of attractive, but is marred by the ballness. Samma Hayek, good actress, quirky, attractive young lass, um, marred by a big pair of furry brows. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, Sam Hayek is six nymphed. Six nymphed is Sam Hayek. It should be a game. Time for that part of the show where um, I talk about what in life should be made into a game. Uh, last week it was uh, the Mighty Monkey Island. This week it is a film. Um, yep. I'm a 80s child. Well, just about an 80s child. That makes <laughs> made some of you just feel old. Um, so I was brought up in a world where TV, video games, and uh, movies have kind of rotted my brain a bit, really. So I can only think of um, those kind of things in books. But for ideas now, I don't have any ideas of my own. Uh, it's true. It's sad, but it's true. Um, this time, it's a film that I have noticed has got a game for it on. Um, at least I found it in the uh, database board game geek but there doesn't seem to be many people that have it and it almost looks like a promo kind of something that came out to support the film rather than really be a game in its own right uh, it's a game that I've looked into um, doing myself though of course because it's a, a licensed product that's always going to be hard for someone like me to do um, I was going to I was looking to do it in the, a way of kind of like bang but um, a bit slightly differently. Uh, the game is Battle Royale. Uh, I can't remember if I spoke about it last week or not. I think I did uh, about loads of Japanese school kids that are sent off to an island to kill each other until only one survives. It's a great premise for a film, uh, for a black comedy. It's a great premise for a game. Uh, my idea of it was um, to sort of split the map of the island. They run into a few places each time. It could take up to sort of 12, 14 people if they wanted to play it like a like an alternative, I guess, to Werewolf or something like that, really. Or Bang. So people would um, each get a character and a weapon which have different skills. Um, they draw cards a bit like Bang. They play them around. Um, they choose what part of the island they're on in a day. They sort of all choose secretly and then uh, sort of show it to everyone. 
all at once where they are they can make friends with people and backstab them and that until only one person is left alive uh, that's my idea for it I'm sure there's better ways of doing it but it's a it's a rich theme there's a real possibility of doing something good for it if someone made it they could make battle royale top trumps and I'd buy it as far as I'm concerned but you know make a bit of effort um, if you're going to do it please do it I beg anyone to make a really good version make it licensed get not necessarily the film images but like images from the manga or something just it'd be brilliant I'd mark out like a little schoolgirl. Um, I'm such a battle royale whore that I'd gobble it up I'm sure there'd be loads of people that would there'd be a market for it great game great theme someone just go and do it it should be a game anyway we're just past the hour mark uh, I've decided that I'm not going to do a review after all so <laughs> those of you that are waiting for a review gutted um, yeah, I might do one or two next week you know have have faith in me it was going to be a great review as well it was probably going to be the best one no one would ever have done a review as good but I'm not going to do it um, instead I'm going to um, say to people if you're going to Midcon I will see you there remember um, get in contact with me if you want to play a good game of Cluedo all themed up well, that would be fantastic if we could do that because um, I'd be up for it um, yeah so uh, thanks a lot everyone for listening thank you for the kind comments I've had from people um, if, if, I, if people have got negative comments as well that's good as long as they're kind of constructive if it's just like oh, you speak funny <laughs> then uh, that's not going to do any good if it's that you find me offensive which I really hope you don't um, then let me know as well I might tone it down a little bit but probably not I'll probably just um, read out your email on air and laugh at you um, so I think that's it really um, cheers for continued listening sigh email me about the competition win as soon as possible and uh, to everyone else have a lovely week and I will see you next week with my wrap up on everything that happened in MidCon and probably explain and describe how my um, booze drinking and lack of toilet went that weekend if I'm if anyone's there buy me a drink you've got to help me out in this um, I'll see you guys later farewell <laughs>